Hello and welcome to Me and Mine with Temi Tokwe Onomade. Me and Mine is a family program inspired by hope and family values. Today, we are taking an in-depth look at a topic dear to your heart. Get ready and ride with us. Hello everyone, thank you so much for joining me again on this platform. Thank you for your support. Thank you for understanding the grace of God and the call of God upon my life. Thank you for being faithful and because God is also faithful, He won't fail us. This platform is all about our family and we are looking inward about ourselves. So if you are mom or dad or you are a child, you understand the purpose of God for your life coming to this world. God creating you in his own image. And when you understand the reason, your purpose, or the, the, the purpose of your life, it helps you to actually make an informed decision about everything, your daily living. Last week, uh, last time, time we talked about my parents we understand how we need to take care of our parents and we were able to tell parents how they need to nurture their own children as well for them to be able to understand that it is the will of god it is the first commandment that they need to let their children know that they need to respect they need to obey their parents we live in a world that is very difficult if parent doesn't even know what is right or what is wrong but as god helped us two weeks ago we were able to understand and thank you so much for all your likes thank you so much for the viewing please as i'm talking you can help us to share as well you can please visit subscribe to our youtube channel we do post our programs on youtube we are on instagram and please join us on facebook we are mainly on facebook join us by liking us and then you get information about um, this broadcast as we are doing it live thank you so much for your time and today we are treating a wonderful topic again about family and today is episode 12 and we are going to be talking about forgiveness last um last um, broadcast we actually finished the building i told us it's like we we have a plan and we are building a very good mansion that that's the mind of god for a home if you are intending couple or you are planning to have your own family or you have it already this all those things go through our episode from episode one till last week you will understand what we are doing and today we are starting our interior decorations what we need to do in our home what what at, at, um, attributes things that needs things that will make our home to be beautiful when someone comes in to check out oh so you are living here okay please come inside come to my sitting room so we are actually doing some interior now we are starting from the basic which is forgiveness forgiveness by the grace of god i'll be talking from the biblical angle and i will be talking as the Holy Spirit leads, I pray to God about this topic. I don't want to be sentiment. I just want my mouth to be the pen of a ready writer. I want God to speak through me and use me as a vessel. But forgiveness is a very, very interesting topic that apart from even if you learn how to do it in the house, you can even extend it in the corporate environment. You can extend it to church environment. Anywhere you are, it's easy for you to forgive because people will always step on your toes. And people stepping on your toes, you will find out that it's part of your own development. Today, I will be talking about forgiveness and the literary dictionary meaning, you can Google about it, it talks about a conscious and a deliberate decision to release feelings of resentment or vengeance towards a person or group who has harmed you regardless whether they actually deserve it or not is a conscious and a deliberate is a conscious remember underline it is a conscious and deliberate decision to release feelings of resentment anger hurt, guilt you you have this consciousness to release that, that feeling against someone or against a group whether they deserve it or they don't deserve it and i will tell you from my own i will tell you that forgiveness is a medicine that heals pain and i will tell you again that forgiveness shows you are still in charge of your life forgiveness means freedom 
Forgiveness means liberation. Forgiveness, if you forgive, it means nobody can boss you around. It means you are the owner. You are still in charge of your life. So if you have been living in unforgiveness for years, that means that person you refuse to forgive is in charge of your life. That person you refuse, you find it difficult to forgive them for one reason or the other, controls your life. Because if you look at it, when they mention their names, you behave in a funny way. You don't even want to look at them. You don't even want to see them because of that feeling of resentment. But when you decided to forgive, you start looking beautiful. You start getting taken over your life. You start telling people that, no, you are too small for me to lose heaven. You are too small for me to miss it. You are too small for you to disconnect me from my maker because if you find it difficult to forgive people you will find it difficult to receive from above we live in a world that so many things they are happening i'm telling you these things are changing and i will tell you we are indeed living in a perilous time we and i'm talking in the constant of the family now we live in a world that a father we decided to misbehave to his children. We live in a world that husband, we just take it upon himself and say, this woman, I'm going to show you. And he will maltreat his wife, sometimes physical abuse, sometimes emotional abuse. Any abuse this man can do just to show that woman that I'm the one in charge. We live in a world that women, in fact, in this part of the world that they gave women like power, they decided to show the man. They denied the man of seeing his children. They denied the children of getting close to their dad because they think they have power because to them, this man hurts me so much, I don't want too close to that man. Because they think, oh, this man is so bad that if you move close to this man, he will influence your life negatively. I've seen it even on TV. When the, the dad came and the, the girl was trying to, to embrace his, uh, her dad, the mom just shouted on the girl, go inside. And the, the, dad, the mom threw all the, all the, all the man's uh, belongings outside. I don't know the issues. I don't know what happened. I know something will have transpired. But I'm, we are looking at forgiveness today. Because you and the dad, you have issues. Now you have involved your children. We live in a world that dad or mom, they put so much in the mind of that child that the child find it difficult to actually understand what is going on. And sometimes some children, they take side. Maybe the dad or the mom. But I tell you, a time we come in the child life, when the child is in, in or herself, they are adults. And they can understand better, they can see better. They will go and look for their mom. They will go and look for their dad. For reconciliation we live in a world that children they just do whatever they like because they are friends we live in a world that children just decided to mess up their parents life because they are friends that decided to put stuff in their head forgiveness from one angle to another dad mom children we are going to be looking at what the Bible says and I tell you in this world, there is nobody that you've not hurt someone, whether intentionally or even as I'm talking, even what I'm saying now, some people may take offense. It depends on your upbringing and the people you grew up with. If you grew up with people that they are very sensitive and everything, every little thing counts in their life. Whatever everybody says, they underline. The way I look, the way I walk, anything I say, they have to have meaning. If you grew up in that environment, then you will always be getting people offending you. I'm reaching out to you to tell you the mind of God for your life. Don't live that life of an offense. Don't always live, don't always be this negative person that any somebody will just do something to hurt you. That is not the purpose of God for your life. If you know the purpose of God for your life, you are wonderfully and fearfully made. Who are you? Maybe you don't know. Maybe you think your culture is the one that will define you. 
or your bringing is the one that will define you. No. Those things I've just mentioned, they are passage, they are places you have, you are passing through that place in your life. But the thing that actually defies you is what did God say about you? The purpose of God for your life, it has nothing to do with money. It has nothing to do with people around you. It has to do with you yourself understanding his purpose for your life. And when you see all those people coming in as an enemy, they are deliberate. They are part of it. Don't send them away. When you are praying every day for your enemy to die, it's not too good prayer because when they die, when you are celebrating, they will not, no, nobody will be there. They have to see the grace of God upon your life despite everything they are doing. And that is what Jesus taught us. He asked us to feed our enemy. He asked us to clothe them. He asked us that you don't pay evil for evil. That is why he said, vengeance is mine. He is the one that can do it because if you are trying to do it, then you have, you have become that person. And may I quickly remind you who you are. 1 Peter chapter 2 verse 9. 1 Peter chapter 2 verse 9 says, But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people of his own possession. You are God's property. You may not be born into this earthly royal home, but you are a royal. You may not be you you may not be in, 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 in uh, Queen Elizabeth, you may not be from Queen Elizabeth Lining, but you are a royal priesthood. Because your Sabi, your heavenly father is the king of kings and the lord of lords. It's has no don't need to, to have any sense in me because you know you have something better, something greater as children of God. Maybe you don't know. And that's why I need to start from 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9. You are a chosen generation. You did not tell him to choose you. He chose you. Regardless of whatever in your background, he decided to love you. It's, it's irrelevant. He died for you. He showed you this love. You have been set apart. You are not just anybody. You are his own possession. That you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. That is who you are. So if you know you are a royal priesthood, if you know that you are God's possession, you have been set apart, and you want to make some people to take you out of this, your inheritance, because when you fail to forgive, they will take you away from God because if you find it difficult to forgive, God will not be able to forgive you. And that's why we are starting. We have told you the, the, the definition of forgiveness. It has to be deliberate. You have to be conscious about it. That you want to release that person. They will hurt you. They will. They will make you to be hungry. It's possible. When they anger you, it's not, it's not something out of this world. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 26 told us, be angry and do not sin. So, it's not that, oh, anytime you, you get angry, you, you are a sinner. No. You are allowed to be angry. But what the Bible says is that you should not sin when you, you are angry. You should not let sun set down on your anger. What does that mean? It means that when something happens and you don't like it, you talk about it, you get it out of your mind. You are allowed to be hungry. People will step on your toes. People will press your button. They know your button. They know the button they need to press. In fact, they know what can make you to feel like embarrassed. You will embarrass yourself. They know. And people that does that, they are people that they are very close to you. And it leads to betrayal. So what will you do if your husband did something that you, you will never believe in 20 years that your husband can do it. It turns to betray you. You are meant to be hungry. You are allowed to be hungry. The only thing you are not allowed to do is to sin. People step on people, you, you, you People, they will step on your toes. Some, they don't know. And that is why you have to talk. I will, I'll be taking you through what you need to do. Some, they don't know. And if somebody offended you, the person did not know, how would the person apologize? You're meant to go to the person and say, oh, this thing happened, you said something. And go, oh, sorry, I'm sorry, I don't know. And that sort it out. But holding on to somebody says something, you don't even verify it. 
and you keep it to yourself and you're frowning about it and this thing you keep it to yourself become a cancer because you're angry every now and then and you're older than your age and people are looking at you why are you what, what is happening to you you are no longer glowing. You're not glowing because somebody is talking about you. You're, you're not glowing because you, somebody says something about you. You are meant to be be angry. Even Jesus Christ, he was angry with the fig tree. When the fig tree is supposed to bear fruit, he was angry. So if anybody tells you as a Christian, you're not meant to be angry, it's a lie. You can't be angry, but excuse me, get over it. Don't let sun set on it. It's, oh, okay, somebody offended me. Let me, let me get over it. What I'm trying to tell us on this platform is all, you need to grow to a level of maturity that you are not too, too sensitive. Because some things that some people are calling offense today, I just laugh. Somebody look at you in a funny way. It's the way you interpret it. How do you know that the, the way that the person is looking at you, something is wrong? It has to do with your bringing. It has to do with your experience. Maybe, okay, you've experienced it before. But because somebody has looked like at you that way before and it's meant something, does not mean somebody looking at you like that now is meaning the same thing. You have to learn how to live in peace with people. You have to learn how to tolerate people. They will offend you. But ability for you not to be able to lose who you are is very important. And that is where forgiveness comes in. Forgiveness is helping you not to lose yourself. Helping you not to lose your identity. Because the moment you find it difficult to forgive, you have lost your identity. You continue to live in pain. And you continue to live as per someone else. You always want people to applaud you. You always want to, to get people's consent before you move on in life. They will always hurt you. And that's why you, you, you get hurt every now and then. That is why some people mess up with your life and you are a victim always now and then because you have given the authority of your life to them. And that is why when you are going into marriage, you don't go into marriage for that man to make you whole. You are whole already. You are sufficient in your home. You are working. You have your money. You have your name. You have your career. You have everything. If that man is getting married to you, if that woman is getting married to you, they are getting married to you because you are whole. Not because he's coming to, su to supplement or to make you to be together. No. And that is why forgiveness will be very easy. You don't sacrifice all and the other one is... Has nothing to do. It's not the truth. Jesus, the Bible is saying they will come together and become one. For the two to become one, it has to be all. Eve was all. Adam was all. In fact, Eve was was a female Adam. You don't even if you get married into a rich home, the fact that the family is so rich, whatever they have names, should not shut your destiny. Understanding who you are is what this platform is all about. It's not negotiable. When you understand, you won't die for anybody. No condition, no situation will make you to want to commit suicide because you constantly know that this thing will turn around for my good as a child of God. They will come. Weeping may endure tonight, but there is something the day will come because as heaven and earth remains, there is always a dawn. The night will not be forever. It's 24 hours. Another day will come. You don't kill yourself for anybody. And that is why you need to let go. Don't make anybody to be too superior in your life. If you find it difficult to let go, if you find it difficult to forgive an offense, that means that person is your superior. Indirectly. You may be saying, no, 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 no. no. I'm just telling you. The purpose of God for your life is so good. It's so wonderful. Don't sell yourself. Unforgiveness is bad. It's like a cancer. You know why it's like a cancer? Because if you don't forgive, it leads to bitterness. And check how bitter people. They are never positive. It's a seed. 
They will want to pass it to their generation unborn. They don't even know. The unfortunate thing is that bitter people, they don't know they are bitter. They think they are making sense. They speak normally. They even have good job. But when they speak, when you are talking to someone and everything that person has to say is always negative, negative. Check them out. Check their background out. There is an offense somewhere that is blocking their right perception about things. Who are you? Romans chapter 12 verse 19 to 21. Beloved, never avenge yourself, but leave it to the rod of God. For it is written, vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. To the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. For by so doing, you will eat burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. This is what the Bible talks about. In our home, who is that mother-in-law? Or that brother-in-law? Or the father-in-law? Or the sister-in-law? Or the law, 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 law? They can be turned to love. It depends on you. You as individual on this platform, listening to what I'm talking about, you can decide that, oh, this is how a sister-in-law should be. But I have made up my mind, I'm going to be biblical sister-in-law. I will love my, my brother's wife. I will love all the wives into this family. I will see them as my sister. Because that is how it should be. But some sister-in-law, they decided to take it upon themselves because culture gave them that power. And culture made them to divide, to, to, to deviate from, from the purpose of God, for the destiny of God for their lives. You even see some sister-in-law, they decided to even leave their husband and stay with their brother. So that their brother would think that is love. Blood is thicker than water. That is not love. That is stupidity. Because you as a sister-in-law, you have your own life that God has a very good purpose. You should stay in your lane. Stop offending your, your, your wife, the, your brother's wife. Stop it. And husband too, that you, 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 you don't even listen to your wife. Everything your mom and your sister says is what you are doing in your house. That is not a home. That doesn't show you don't love. That doesn't show that, oh, I love my mom. No. Your mom has trained you from childhood to that age so you get married. You should ask something your mom too should learn from you. This is not, it's not, it's, it's not something that you need to be sentiment about. And a wife too, that because maybe you are academically okay, you are sound, financially okay, your husband cannot talk. And you decided to use the law of the land around your husband. Excuse me, wake up. Because we may be looking at your face, but God that created you is seeing your heart. He can see the purpose at which you are doing what you are doing. Forgive. We see mom selling selling our daughter. We see dad. We see we see brother. We see uncle taking their their niece, their, their nephew, selling drug, introducing them to drug because they want to use their, their children to hurt their parents. And these children they don't even know. They think uncle likes them. They think auntie likes them. They don't know those uncle and their auntie, they are enemy of their parents. And they want to use them to punish their parents. And when you are now adult, now you can see. Do you know that Bible says you will still need to forgive that uncle? You will still need to forgive that auntie? And you are a girl, your daddy has been molesting you, has been threatening you because at very young age, you don't even know that what your daddy is doing is, is abuse. Now that you know it's difficult to forgive such things, but you have to forgive. You need to let go. If you need to change that environment for it, for you to be okay, change the environment. If you need to speak with someone, please speak out. I do tell people, sexual abuse is only abuse that even you don't need to cast out demon. Even when the person's life is better, it's here. They can never forget that sin. 
The only thing that can they can make them to forget the sexual abuse is for, for God to just bless them. But a time will still come in their life, they will still think about it. It's God himself that will heal it. It's not anybody, it's not the husband, it's not the wife. And that is why you need to forgive that man that did that thing to you. You need to forgive, in fact, boys now, they have been abused now. You need to forgive that woman that did that thing to you. This word is now upside down. Before it used to be men that does it, but nowadays things are changing. Look at what, how, how big, how big the offense someone has done to you. Just think about it. If I think about the person that did it and look at their life now. If you have not seen anything that, that God is punishing, whatever, I'm not saying you should wish punishment, but because God said vengeance is mine, he said he is the one that will pay them. You don't know how he's going to pay them. Because the payment of God, the payment of God is real. If everybody is living a life that God will pay, you will watch what you're doing. Because you may not even get the payments present in the present. Unfortunately, some of you will not even get the present, the, the payments. It may be your children's children. And this is why you have to make sure you are living right. Live right. Be conscious of it. Don't let any offense stay in your heart. Vengeance is mine. How will recompense? Leave it for God. Don't take it. She slapped me, then you slap back. But both of you, you've slapped each other. She called me stupid, then you called her stupid. You've both said stupidity. You want to make revenge because he did something to you. Everything you are doing is what that person did. So both of you, you have scored one one. And what will you gain? And some will even go to the extent of taking life. And after taking that person's life, does it make you to feel happy? Has it changed the fact that you lose something? Has it changed the fact that something has been done? It hasn't changed it. And this is why when anything happens to you and you don't like it, the, what I would tell you, what I would advise is let it out. Let it out. Don't harbor it into your heart because when you harbor it in your heart, it grows like it is a seed and it germinates. I'm talking about family today. Check some divorces that we have now. Those killings, some killing nowadays, they will tell them, please leave the man's house, leave the woman's house. They will leave. And after two years, after one year, you will hear that one of them died. Because when they left, they left and they are planning to come back. If I can't have you, nobody will have you. And they have to kill they, they, they've, come, they've come to the lowest part of their life that they believe that if they don't marry that man, then nobody should marry that man. And so, I have to kill the man. As if there is no other man on this world earth. When you get to a stage in your life and the bitterness take over, you can't see anything good. You are in a dangerous state. Speak out. Ask for help. You see, forgiveness is, in fact, people hurting you is part of your life. Oh. It's part of the life development. There is no amount of saints you can be. Even Jesus Christ, they will eat his food. They will listen to his sermon. The same people, even when he wanted to die, he even told them. He told Peter. Peter said, no, I won't. Be, I won't. But Peter did it. He knew Judas who did it, did what he, he, he did. And so, Jesus himself, that we, we are followers of Jesus, they did it to him. So tell me, everybody will not like you. Even if they are smiling at you like this, they come to your house, they eat your food. That doesn't mean they will like you. When the sheep are down, they will choose their own and you will seek to end. And that's why they said, if you are rich, you don't have friends though. It's when the things turn around that you will not be a real friend. Because everybody likes to come and celebrate. But when there is no celebration, everybody will see their true color. And that is life. That is human being. So take 
decision that, okay, somebody will offend me. Now I know. Offense is part of, okay, somebody will offend me. So, so what will I do? You need to plan your life. You need to set some restriction. You need to guide some things about your life so that you will not cross that line to change you, to turn you to be somebody else. And that is what people that kills does. Look at that pastor that killed his wife. What happened did not start one day. The accumulation of things, of accumulation of fences that they are finding it difficult. Devil has clouded their eyes. They can't see. They are veiled. They can't, they can't see anywhere. They have no clue. And they think that if I kill this woman, then I will have peace. Can't you see that it's a, it's a, it's something is wrong somewhere? You kill and you think you will have peace. Some people, they are struggling with drugs and they have to take their life because they think, I have heard enough. I've tried several times. I find it difficult to forgive myself. I always go back to what I said I don't want. And they think the best thing they can do is to kill themselves. You can't even forgive others if you cannot forgive yourself first. And this is what devil shows. Devil, devil throw this thing, show this, show us this key. Trying to show us our past. Trying to tell us that ah, you have done so many bad things. Oh, ah, this your sin is too big. Your God cannot forgive you. And each time the devil keep on throwing this thing, bringing this thing up to you. And you think whatever you have done has passed forgiveness. Then you continue to do it more. It's a lie. Jesus loved you. While you are yet in sin, that's it. He died for you. He died for you. And he's calling you today. Give my, your life to me. And I will make you what I want you to make you to be. And I will open your eyes to see the purpose of, of, of my purpose for your life. Stop living in guilt. From childhood, you've been carrying these guilt. Oh, if it's not because of me, that person will not die. Oh, if it's not because of me, no, I won't do that. It has happened, it has happened. Move on. You need to move on. Move forward. Don't allow sister-in-law to destroy your home. You, 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 you are not wise. Don't allow any mother-in-law to destroy your home. You are not wise. Because that mother-in-law did not even know she's doing something to destroy your home. All what that mother-in-law is thinking is I'm doing the right thing. Don't let anybody decide, make decision for you. You think, you act, you, act, you, you, you have this access to who you are and you understand each step of the way. What forgiveness is not. Because I'm talking about forgiveness and I don't want you to think that forgiveness is, 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 is all of this. It does not mean the pain is no longer there. So if you forgive somebody, it doesn't mean, yes, it doesn't really happen. No. It does not mean you are forgetting. Because some things happen and they are like scar, big one, not even tiny scar. Big one, but his only spirit is God Himself. Jesus Himself is the one that can forgive you and put all your past and throw them in, in, in the sea of forgiveness, of, um, of forget, forgetfulness. But when you forgive, it doesn't mean you are forgetting, it does not mean you are condoning it. Oh, okay, that's that's fine, that's why it doesn't mean you are accepting it, it does not mean you are excusing it, as in you are, you are finding an excuse. No, but if those things I've just said, there are things that help you to forgive easily, do, but it doesn't mean that. And why do we need to forgive? We need to forgive because it's act of obedience unto Jesus. It's act of obedience unto God. We need to forgive because it's act of obedience unto God. Matthew chapter 6 verse 14 to 15. For if you forgive other people... When they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their sins, your heavenly Father will not forgive you. Colossians chapter 3 verse 13 says, Bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you has grievance against someone, forgive 
as the Lord forgave you. Forgive is the act. Why you need to do it now is what I'm explaining to us. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 31 to 32. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 31 to 32 says, Get rid of all bitterness. I told you, if you find it difficult to forgive, it leads to bitterness. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger, brawling, and slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as Christ forgave you. Matthew chapter 18, verse 21 to 22 says, Then Peter came to Jesus and asked Jesus, How many times shall I forgive my brother or my sister who sinned against me? Up to seven times? And Jesus answered, I tell you, not seven times, but seventy times seven. And this is why I said, forgiveness is not negotiable as a Christian. Because I don't know if you are the type that when somebody is offending you, you'll be noting it and you'll be writing it down. One, two, three, four. And when you do it 70 times, so you will not do 70 times seven. So 70 times seven, you know what that means? Can you count? So this is what the Bible is telling us that when someone offends us, we should just forgive. And I'm not saying just forgive. You can show your anger, but let it out. Call the person. Let the person know whatever style you want to do. Whatever things that helps you, let it go. Get it out. Personally, I do call people. If you do something I don't like, before I get to this stage, I may not even call you. I will just leave you. But now, I will call you. And if I call you and I see you don't even understand, I will let you be. But what I have done is, it's not inside me. I don't negotiate this in my heart with anybody. I find it difficult. Even if I have to beg, if I have to tell you sorry, I don't even care. But what I care about is, nobody should come between me and my maker. I can't allow it. And I will not allow. So if I offend you, definitely tell me. I will, I will, tell, I will, I will apologize if I know. If I don't know, please tell me. I will apologize. I'm, I'm actually learning and I will learn again. But there are some lines you don't cross. The line you don't cross is for somebody to take over your life. And when bitterness coming is taking over your life, you don't see clearly. Everybody is bad. Every family is bad. People coming from that tribe, they are bad. Every person from this side, they are bad. Because of anger, because of bitterness, you won't see clearly. And if your your epa of destiny is coming from those places you think they are bad, then definitely you will not even get the help from them. Is Jesus Christ's legacy the benefit of forgiveness? Luke chapter 23, verse 34a. Jesus prayed, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they are doing. This is what he said on the cross. This is what he said on the cross because he knew that this is part of my destiny. They are very important in making this happening. And that is why I'm telling you that person messing up with you, that person pressing your weakness, pressing your button. God is using them for you to get to your destination. Don't send them away with your prayers. You need them. Because if Jesus on the cross, even on the cross that is supposed to call fire on them, he's still telling them on the cross, forgive them. For they don't know what they are doing. So that mother-in-law, I'm telling you, she doesn't know she's doing herself. That sister-in-law doesn't know she's doing herself. That brother-in-law doesn't know he's doing himself. That father-in-law doesn't know he's doing himself. If they know they, if they know what they are doing, if they know that anything they are doing against you in that home, they are doing it against themselves, they will not hurt you. Admire, thank you for joining us. Thank you. They won't. Because they have a negative perception. That is why they think they are hurting you. And the reason why they don't know is because anything they do to you, they are doing to their son or their daughter. 
Because both of you, you are one. So whatever they do against you, they are doing it to themselves. There is no way they can come out of it. That is why you need to forgive them. Jesus even said it. They don't know what they are doing. Matthew chapter 18 verse 15 to, to 18. If your brother or your sister sin, go and point out their fault just between two of you. If they listen to you, you have won them over. But, but if they don't listen to you, take one or two brothers along so that every matter may be established by the testimony of two or three witnesses. If they still refuse to listen, take it to the church. And if they refuse to listen, even to the church, treat them as you would treat a pagan or a tax collector. Truly, I tell you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound, will be, will be, will be bound in heaven. And whatever you lose on earth will be loosed in heaven. And I'm telling you, Message verse 17 says, If he still won't listen, tell the church. If he won't listen to the church, you will have to start all over. So treating them like a pagan means you start all over. You start all over by going to them and just telling them. But it's easier nowadays. Tell this, I'm, I'm okay. If the person, at least you've said it out and let it out, it's out. You have consciously, deliberately let the feeling out. You are okay. It gives peace of mind. Hebrews chapter 12 verse 14. Follow peace with all men and holiness, without which no man will see the Lord. It gives you peace. It opens doors to great relationship. Imagine you fighting everybody. People will be avoiding you because they don't want your wala. It makes you better and stronger. Imagine. Forgiveness makes you better and stronger. Luke chapter 6 verse 27. Luke 6 27 says, To you who are ready for the truth, I say this. Love your enemy. Let them bring out the best in you, not the worst. See that person thinking that they are pressing your button. Each time they press your button, bring the best out. Don't bring anything worse. Bring the best out of you, not something worse. Because what they are trying to do is to bring you, to shame you, to tell everybody you are bad. But you know you are not bad. You know who you are. It removes pain and bitterness from your heart. Your mind is free. It reduces the amount of us under stress depression that people experience today. We have many people, they are depressed today because they harbor it. They are putting it inside. Don't talk. Don't say it. It's a disgrace. It's an embarrassment. And they are, allow them to accept bad things. I'm telling you today, it's better nowadays. You have people that can help you. Speak out. If you need help, speak out. Tell people. If you don't know anybody, you have our number. You have our email. Send us email. We will be happy to help you. We don't need to know you. You don't need to be our family. We are one in the Lord. We will help you. If you are facing anything, don't die in silence. Speak out. You need to look yourself. You need to be radiating the glory of God. You are a priesthood. You are, you are, you are God's possession. Nobody should mess up with your life. Nobody should make you to feel less than a human being. Nobody should harass you. Speak out. There is something God has deposited in you. There is something great, something special. Something that they have, they have not seen. But all those things you are witnessing, they are coming to you to just bring you down. Unknowingly to you, you are creating out of you, you easily get offended. You easily get offended. Things really get to you. You need to grow into maturity and into getting what belongs to you. If you are living in anger, in bitterness, in unforgiveness, the Lord will not hear you. You remember the story of that prodigal son? There were two brothers in the house. And one decided to go and do whatever he likes with his, his life. And when he decided to come back, see, as a power here, he decided to come back. 
And the other brother that has been doing so well was looking like, Dad, you never did this to me. You never celebrated anything. But the dad said, oh, don't worry about it. Everything belongs to you. But because this guy, he has, he has gone and is back, that is forgiveness. He has started a new life. He was lost. Now he was found. There's another one with this unforgiveness servant. The king forgave him his, his, his death. He owes so much. The king said they should sell him, sell his wife, sell his children. He begged for forgiveness. And the king said, okay, I forgive you. Okay, pay your money back. And this same person that was forgiven now had to go to someone that owed him. And he had to jail the person. And when the king heard, the king said, wow. But I just did something for you. How come you are doing that to your own servants? And the same thing, the same that story is what some of us we are practicing as Christians. We preach about it, we don't hurt it. We talk about it, we don't believe it. We are not forgiven. We lift up only hands in anger. You are fighting someone and you are still going to pray, to vigil. And you are still doing seven days fasting and prayer. You think you can bribe God? Step to forgiveness. If you are struggling in some weaknesses, maybe you are an addict or something, you are really struggling to, to, to get out of bad habits, you need to actually ask God to help you. And it's possible. You need to have that resolution. Don't kill yourself. Don't keep, be conscious of it and forgive yourself. Don't die of overdose. Your life is too precious than for one drug to just kill you. You are denying thousands of people that they are waiting for you to impact their life. It's a selfish thing if you decided to die of overdose. Don't let something be too much for you to handle by making you to kill anybody. Your life is not dependent on anybody. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. You are made in the image of God. You know God Almighty. You look at yourself in the mirror and you can say, no, this is God. That is how beautiful you are. You have everything inside of you to make kids in this life. As a child of God, nothing should tamper with your, your sanity for you to get so low to think God has left you. And those people you call your enemy, they are people that they are there in your life to push you forward, to make you mature, to make you to get to your destination. That is why they are there. It's intentional. Nobody, it's not everybody in this world will like you. You cannot even help everybody in this world. Jesus has even shed his blood for everybody. You can see for yourself that some people, they don't even believe he existed. They didn't even believe he died. So how much more you? Why not get hold of yourself? Get to this maturity level that nobody, nobody tamper with me. I'm not going to I'm not going to hand over my freedom to bitterness. I'm not going to hand over my freedom. It may be pastor, it may be anybody, regardless of status. Make sure you understand you are not handing over your life to people. And if you are struggling, you want to get over it because you need to forgive yourself. If you find it difficult to forgive yourself, you will not be able to forgive other people. Number one is for you to identify and take responsibility. Don't say because my daddy did this, because I was born in this location, because uh, this thing happened there, uh, I was born into a poor family. All those excuses, leave them. It has happened, it has happened. You identify it, which is number one. You take responsibility. This is my life. I don't want this thing. How can I do? Go to people that will help you. Let go of the resentment. Oh, you said you will not do it now. You did it again. Oh, don't worry. And another time is that another, another, take another step again and ask people. Stay with people that they are positive minded that will help you. Stop living in the past. Stop living in the past. Isaiah 59 7 says, Their feet rush into sin. They are swift to shed innocent blood. They pursue evil schemes 
acts of violence make their way. They stop it. When you know that, oh, when you are in their mix, this is what you do. Don't go with them. If you want to stop drinking and having and taking drugs, stop going with people that they are having drugs. If you want to stop drinking, stop going out with people that will make you to drink. Take a deliberate action. Avoid judging yourself. You are judging yourself. You make yourself miserable. You did not see anything good about you. Everything that comes to your head, they are bad, bad, bad things. It's not true. There, is some, there are some wonderful, wonderful things about your life you can think about that will make you to live, that should give you encouragement to, to, to succeed and to pursue that thing that, no, I'm not going to do this again. Enough is enough. And the last, the last one about the step for, the, to forgiveness is you have to look unto Jesus. Hebrews chapter 12 verse 1 to 2 says, Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so many great cloud witnesses, let us lay aside every way and sin which easily ensnares us. And let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Looking unto Jesus, the altar, and the finisher of our faith, who, for the joy that was set before him, endured the cross, despising the shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. He looked at it. Look at what Jesus did. The joy, the joy, the joy he had. If I check my blood, these children, everybody will have access to the Father. So he looked for that joy. He had this vision. He had this goal. And because of that goal, he endures the cross. He despises the shame. In your family as a woman, as a mom, what is the vision of the family you have? For the joy of that, of that family you have, or the one you are planning to have, you need to endure the cross in that family. You need to endure the shame in that family. And when you do that, then you'll be able to sit at the right hand of God. You'll be able to enjoy those things. In conclusion, avoid being offended. Avoid it. You can't do it without it, but you can reduce it. It depends on your age. It depends on your maturity. It depends on the grace of God upon your life. But you can actually do it. Not being offended is a way of saying, I have control over how I feel. So if I tell you avoid being offended, means you have control over the way you feel. So some people who want you to be offended by what they say, you will look at it, what have you said? I don't need to get an offended. I don't need to be offended. So not offended is a way of saying, I have control over how I'm I feel. I chose to feel peaceful regardless of what I observe going on. When you feel offended, you are practicing judgment. That is why you are offended because you think what that person did is wrong. You have actually judged the acts. You knew that, no, there are some that is obvious that, no, 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 this one is not good. There are some that is your own, is your own thinking that makes it to be an offense because of the way you judge it. But there is a way you can avoid, you can avoid being offended by making sure that you have the control. You take control. I have control over the way I feel. I chose to be peaceful. I chose peace regardless of what is going on. And this God has helped me. You see, I grew up like her. Oh, before you even slap me, I'm holding your hands. I'm very alive. Every, you can't even come close to me. I guide myself like until I got married and God gave me a man. It's quiet. It's peaceful. Taught me that no, I can control myself. I can stop this thing. Some people, in fact, there was a time my husband would be laughing at me that people that are short like me, they get offense easily. And I would laugh about it. But now I'm getting to a maturity that, in fact, for me, I hardly get offended because once you offend me, I will put myself in your shoe. I will think, what would have made this person to behave this way? Once I get answers, you, are, you have not offended me. And if I see that the way you do it, it depends. I will call you and I will tell you. 
I chose not to be offended because it gives me peace. I will tell you as it is, if you are close to me, I will not even mix a word. I will let you know this is not good, it's not good. But it's gone. It has nothing to do with keeping malice because I enjoy the peace of my heart. Avoid looking for occasion to be offended. Some people wear a peace, they don't know it. Isaiah chapter 59 verse 8. The way of peace they do not know. There is no justice in their path. Imagine you having people that they don't know the way of peace as in-law, as husband, as wife, as friends. Imagine people that all they know, they don't even know justice, they don't even know good things. Imagine having them around you. How will you feel? If you can avoid that, avoid it. Then the last one is get out of your life. You see, guide your heart. This your heart is so precious. Because for you to be offended, it has to pass through your heart. You ask me to satisfy it. You ask me to accept it that, oh, truly, this is bad. And that is why you have to guide it. Romans chapter 12, verse 1 to 2. Romans chapter 12, verse 1 to 2. So here what I want you to do. God helping you. Take your everyday, ordinary life. Your sleeping, eating, going to work, and walking around life. And place it before God. As an offering, embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for him. Listen to verse 2. Verse 2 says, don't copy the behavior and custom of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Very importantly, the way you think. Now we are back to who you are again. Because the way you think is what will make you that thing to be an offense. You have to change the way you think. Then you will learn to know God. Wills, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Don't copy the behavior and custom of this world. But let God transform you into a new person. By changing the way you think. And when you change the way you think, then you will learn to know God's will for you. Then you will understand God the more. Then you will know his purpose for your life. Guide your heart. Jeremiah chapter 17 verse 9. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? They are smiling at you, but inside their heart is blood. You will see a woman just finishing having sex with her husband, and that night she has decided to poison the man to kill the man. You will see a man kissing his wife, and he's going outside on. I, I'm going for for business trip, but he's going with side chicks. Baby mama is outside. And at home is claiming good husband. You will see that their daughter cannot go out because they don't want their daughter to see their bad secrets. Guard your heart. The heart of men, they are wicked. The only heart that is not wicked is a regenerated life, is a regenerated heart. And that is why you give your heart to Christ. When you give your heart to Christ, you think about Him. You think about the right thing, not about bad things. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23. Proverbs 4, 23 says, Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it it springs the issue of life. For them to get you, for them to come to you, for you to be bitter, it has to be you accepted it with your heart. Message says, Keep vigilant, watch over your heart. That is where your life starts from. Keep vigilant over your heart. That's where life starts. NLT says, guard your heart above all else. 
for it determines the course of your life. Guard it. And how do you guard your heart? By being positive. By being thinking about right things. By being not idle and be looking at say this one is doing this one, this doing that. Can you see? Can you? By being avoiding all those unnecessary things. Philippians chapter 4 verse 8 says, Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever that is true, whatever that is noble, whatever that is right, whatever that is pure, whatever that is lovely, whatever that is admirable, whatever, whatever that is good, in anything, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think. These are the things that should come to your heart to celebrate people. Not to bring that that woman, I won't greet her. She offended my mom. My mom said, and my mom told me what she did. And you are carrying your mom's stuff. You two, you are happy to say it. Because your mom is fighting with that woman. You two, that woman is your enemy. Guard your heart. You are special. You are God's possession. You are too much. You possess so much. Everything that you need to succeed in your life, they are within you. Remember that person you ate is also created in the image of God. Guard your heart. Think whatever that is pure, whatever that is noble, whatever that is trustworthy, whatever that is of a good report. Think. Think. You will look fresh. You will look younger. Even you are growing old, you will grow old gracefully, gracefully. And they may think you are stupid, but you know you are not stupid. Because the Bible says in the front of our enemy like this, he set a table before us. I know some church, some denomination, they pray for enemy. I have attended that denomination and I have prayed, power must change hands. There are some enemy, power must change hands. Yes, I know. But I'm telling you today, I know better. I'm not saying they are praying at me because that is the ministry God gave to them. But I'm telling you with what I know today, the Bible asks us to feed them. And when you are feeding them, when you are clothing them, when you are doing good, they are doing bad, you are, you are, you are pouring coal, coal, coal of, coal of fire on them. And when they see that they are doing bad things, you don't even send them. They will be born one day to call. Excuse me. I'm doing so much. Why are you like this? And you tell them, it's not me, it's Jesus. Because my life is hidden in Christ Jesus, far above principalities and power. It is not me that I live. I've given my life to, to Christ. I'm no longer the one that lives. You see, chocolate like this, it's Christ that lives in me. The life of Christ is what I'm teaching you. As a child of God, you don't take an offense. And if you have not grown to that maturity, avoid it. It's not everybody that will like you. There is nothing you will do. Feed them. Give them money. Inside, inside your carcass, there will be people that will betray you. In your business, they will betray you. They did it for Jesus. So why would they do it for you? Why do you think you are special? But I tell you, their betrayer is one that will lead you to your next level. I just beseech you, don't be part of people that betray people. Have integrity. Integrity may not give you now, but with patience, you will get bigger reward. And this is what I tell you. All your friends that are misbehaving now, they are doing sex, they are doing boyfriend, and you think you have left out. You are not. No! Because it's not how far, but how well. You keep yourself because you are fasting now. A time will come, you are going to break your fast and you will eat the, nice, the nicest food. Wait for your time. Stay on your lane. Love yourself. Don't give control of your life to someone else. Learn to forgive. Learn to forgive. The matter of art is really crucial. Yes, Audrey. Learn to forgive. I will offend you. You will offend me, but let it out. Let it out. Because if you don't forgive, your heavenly father will not. This forgiveness is part of the prayer Jesus taught his disciples. Give us this day our daily bread. 
as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Forgive us. Forgive. Forgive. It's part of things that we need to do. And I hope we have been blessed tonight. I hope we have been blessed tonight. I've got these two quotes here. There, there is one with A.W. Tosa. You have been forgiven, so act like it. If anything is disturbing you and you are thinking, no, I've not been forgiven. You have been forgiven. Act like it. Enjoy your freedom. Enjoy your liberty. Another one by Max Lucadio says, There are some facts that will never change. One fact is that you are forgiven. If, if you are in Christ, when he sees you, your sins are covered. He doesn't see them. He sees you better than you see yourself. Your sins have been covered. He doesn't see you. When he sees you and you are in Christ, he doesn't see your sin. He's seeing you and he's seeing Christ through you. You have just listened to Me and Mine podcast with your hosts, Timmy or Nomadi. Subscribe to our podcast and follow us on social media. See you next time. God bless you.